0: Good morning, good morning to you guys uh, on this beautiful Sunday morning. Another week is flown by. Oh, man. I could think it's another day further from the womb and another week closer to the tomb. Uh, That's not a good way to look at life, is it? Um, But, you know, um, that's basically the truth, isn't it? That's where we're headed we're not getting younger, we're getting older, and one day we're gonna leave this place, as dismal as that may seem, but we're gonna enter a place, if we are in Christ, we are gonna enter a place that makes this place, this planet, look like a, a dump. Heaven is going to be so spectacular, so amazing. I picked this picture uh, of this Bible for a reason. Somebody uh, once said that a Bible that is falling apart probably belongs to somebody whose life is not. That is, there's so much truth in that statement right there. If your Bible is looking real pretty like the day you got it, then there's a good chance not much is happening with that Bible. If you are writing on it, circling things and turning pages and and it looks like it's been through the ringer like a like a kid's teddy bear doll when they're like one years old, uh, you know, a preschool kid's doll that has just been dragged through the mud and and thrown and pulled and hugged and loved. If your Bible doesn't look like it's worn out, then you need to open it more and get going. Okay, just need to open the thing up more and wear it out. Wear it out, wear it out. We're in 1 John, we're in 1 John and we're talking about being all in, all in. That Bible is a reflection of a, a somebody who's all in, man. They're digging into the word, they're trying to live out the word. And that is what it's going to take in order for us to survive this world, Holding on to Jesus because the forces of evil and darkness, they're coming after you. They're coming after anyone who uh, is trying to follow Jesus. If you're not following Jesus, the forces of evil are not coming after you. They've already got you. But if you're here digging into God's word week after week and you're spending time with the Lord throughout the week and hopefully in Bible study or with a small group of people and you're praying and you're, you're reading the word and you're serving and you're doing the things that make up the life of a Christian faithfully serving and living for God on the planet, the devil is going to come after you. We're talking about being all in with the Lord, all in. And we're looking at 1 John, the the the, the first uh, John of the three Johns at the end of the Bible that we see, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. And John, the Apostle John, who wrote the Gospel of John, wrote three these three little letters to a bunch of churches. These are home churches. They're uh, groups of people that are meeting, like, in, in the homes, right? They're in homes. Uh, Studying the word, they're worshiping, they're breaking bread, they're 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 with Jesus, uh, you know, celebrating Jesus, his life, his his uh, death, his burial, his resurrection, is said, They're they're talking about these things, they're spreading the gospel, and uh, John's going to write to these churches that are in Ephesus because they're they're uh, they're they're dealing with issues. We talked about that he's encouraging them in their faith, but they're being kind of uh, infiltrated by a Gnostic kind of teaching that basically says that Jesus did not come in the flesh, but he came as a spirit. Therefore, he didn't die in the flesh. And if that is true, which it is, and it's a lie, but if that were to be true, that means that he didn't die a physical death. So he can't die for humans if he wasn't human. So there's a lot of problems with this Gnosticism teaching about Jesus. John's big truth is that Jesus is the word of life. That's what we saw over the last couple of weeks. Jesus is the word of life. He is the incarnate Christ. He is God in the flesh. He has come to dwell in a human body just like us. And this is John's whole point. It's why Gnosticism totally goes against what John is trying to say. And John has shared three big truths, uh, or he's sharing three big truths in this letter, life, uh, light, and love, that God is light, life, and love. Those are important truths to John. And um, we left off in uh, 1 John chapter 1, uh, verses 5 to 10 is where we uh, jumped into last week. Now, I've got them. Uh, Partly apologize to you today because I'm going to kind of go through some of what I shared with you last week. But I I have spent more time digging into these verses. And um, what you got to understand is when I go live, I do things a little differently. It takes a little longer. And so I'm not able to go through an entire message live like I am here because I'm recording and I can just go for it. So I'm going to back up a little bit, get a running start into this thing. And I'm just going to go for 25 minutes and stop. Okay. And we're just going to march through 1 John together. But if you hear something that you go, I think he said that last week. I, I may have said that last week. But I, I got to tell you, there is so much stuff, so much good stuff in this letter that that we could spend a lot of time just on one word. Like, I could preach a whole sermon on one word. Like, this word right here, message. This is the message. That word is huge. We could spend a long time. Books have been written about that word. And so I want to kind of slow down and get through this together with you and just dig and dig and dig and dig and dig our way all the way through the letter, okay? So here's what John says. First, John uh, chapter 1, verses 5 to 10. This is the message that we have heard from him. This is the same passage we read last week and got started into. Uh, and announced to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him but walk in the darkness, we lie and we don't tell the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, the son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we haven't sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Interesting. It's interesting to note in John's writing, and we see it right here in these verses, that John writes kind of like a roller coaster ride. You know, it's it's just full of like ups and downs, positives and negatives, good and bad. And it's like this fast and slow. It's like in your face, and then very comforting. It's just all over the place in that way. It's not written like a sermon. It's written more like just a letter of of lots of thoughts as John just writes to these people to encourage them in their faith. There's back and forth flow. If this, then that. Light and darkness, truth and lies. Don't sin, but if you do sin. Love and hate. This constant contrasting of things that are of the light and things that are of the dark. Now, how real is that for us, right? Because this is how we live every day, right? There's good and there's evil and everywhere we turn, we're faced with decisions to make. Do we lie? Do we cheat? Do we steal? Do we cut somebody off? We're always confronted with these things these battles every day everywhere we go how we raise our kids how we pay our taxes how we pay people if we if they gave us too much are we going to be honest all this stuff right and wrong god's way or some other way like this constant contrasting and this is how john writes this letter in a very kind of real practical way it's a roller coaster road ride though so hang on because we're going to go up and we're going to go down and it's going to be And it's going to be like, ouch, and it's going to be like in your face. And it's going to be like, but God loves you. You know, it's just going to be all over the place. Every verse, almost every word is oozing, is just oozing with God truth. God truth, like good God truth comes out of like every verse. And we can literally spend a lot of time on every verse. And I'm trying to to slow down enough to do that as much as possible. And so here we go, verse six. We're gonna, we're gonna jump into verse six because we, we, we hit verse five last week and we were got into verse six. And like I said, some of this is gonna be a little repetitive, but just hang with me, think with me, dig into God's word with me, underline, circle. Every time I read the same passage and I've read these verses hundreds of times in the last month and then before that, a lot more as well, but just in studying this, and every time you read it through it, there's something else that just kind of kind of comes to light. where you think about that you didn't think about before. It's the beauty of the gospel in that way. The treasures are there. And when you read through them, you'll see some of the more obvious ones. But then you read through it again and you see some of the more hidden ones. And you read through it again and you start to see things that you didn't see the first time at all. John says, verse six, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in the darkness, we lie and we don't tell the truth. And I know we got beat up last week with this one. If we claim we have fellowship, we walk in darkness, we lie. We're we're claiming to walk with God who is the light, right? He is the light. And in him, there is no darkness whatsoever at all. But the truth is, we're walking in the darkness. We say we're claiming to walk in the light, but we are really walking in the darkness. That's what he's say. If we say we do this, but we're really not, we are deliberately doing things of the darkness. Just think about that for a second. Like your lifestyle, the way you go about life, the things you participate in out there in the world. How you do your business, how you keep your books, all those things. Like, are we saying we're in the light? But really, when it comes to real life things, we're 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 shady. We're living in the shadows a little bit. We're in the dark. We're kind of doing things you shouldn't be doing, a little dishonest. Deliberately doing things of darkness. John is, John is going to like urge us to get in the light and stay in the light and be honest in every way be like jesus like be like god and if it hurts it hurts so what but at least you're right your conscience is clean with god this is what's more important is that you're right with god not that you're rich in the world that that's not gonna matter in the end so so we make ourselves out to be liars when we do this we say. That we have fellowship with him. We say we know Jesus. We wear the t-shirts. We're hanging out with God every once in a while. But we're walking in the dark. And we do that. We're lying to ourselves. We make ourselves out to be liars. God, God's not calling anybody a liar here. He's not calling us a liar. He, he's just stating the reality. And the reality is this. If we do this, if we say we're Christians, but we're living in the darkness, we are lying. We are, we, we are lying. We lie, not God, we lie. Because the word of God is like a mirror and we look into the mirror and it shows us what we should be, but we see something quite different. We know that when we get honest with ourselves. Scripture is simply just stating the truth because God is truth. That's what he is. God has established truth in creation, and all of creation. And John's pointing out God's immovable, unshakable truth. That's what John's pointing out, that God is immovable. He's unshakable. His truth is sound, solid, and forever. We are the ones who change. We are the ones who mess up. His his truth is a rock. In fact, the scripture says, heaven and earth will pass away. Jesus said, but my word will endure forever. My words will never pass away. It It is as stable and solid as God himself that no matter what happens on the earth, how evil things may get, God is going to stand in the end his light is going to destroy all darkness and his truth will rule and prevail. Do you remember a Job back way back in the Old Testament Job endured such testing and trials Job greater than you and I will ever face. You know if somebody lost a child like we we lost a sister a uh, long time ago, when, when I was a freshman in high school, and she was a senior, and and she died, and that that's that's devastating to lose a child or to lose a sibling. I mean, that's that's hard. But Job lost everything: houses, family, kids. He lost it all. He lost it all. What a trying time for a one man. But I love through it all what Job said. Job. Uh, Job says these words in the midst of all of this, like loss and grief and, and turning to God. Job says this. I know. Job says, in spite of everything that went on and that's going on in my life, I know that my Redeemer lives. And in the end, he will stand on the earth. That is a declaration of a person who understands that life on planet Earth is temporary and my faith in God is eternal. And in the end, God is going to have the final say. And if I grab onto him, I will stand with God in the end. That is, a, that is a, such a mature way to look at life. The truth of God is going to prevail. No matter what you say or what you do, it is, no matter what the world does or says, it's going to prevail. Have you ever been to an arcade? Like an arcade, and you play all these games, right? And you get tickets, and you're thinking you got billions of tickets, right? And, and you go to trade the tickets in, and you get like a little marble or a little bouncy toy or a little, pla- like a little cheap little frog, For the $500 that you spent on your kids playing all these games, you end up with a little bitty plastic toy that's going to break. Don't be tricked. Like let's not be tricked into selling our soul on this planet for cheap trinkets, for cheap stuff of the world. Don't get tricked. God's designed moral standards are there they're in place and they're firm the moral code of God is in place from the beginning of time it has always been there these norms God created laws are for our good they're for us they're for mankind to increase the quality of our lives they they give health to the human race and when we do it God's way everything is better and when we choose to walk away from God's way, everything begins to fall apart. Remember, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of the heavenly lights. He does not change like shifting shadows. He is a rock. He is solid. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Everything God does is for us. It's for us like never to hurt us, always to benefit uh, us and mankind on a whole. His blessings and his discipline at times are always for our ultimate good, the good of mankind. But there is a spiritual war going on. The forces of darkness are in true rebellion. The evil one, it has an agenda and darkness hates darkness the truth of God. You don't have to look in the world very far to see this. The world tries desperately to erase the laws of God, to erase God from the public square, right? To ignore God's truth, to disregard God's truth. The thief comes, the Bible says, to steal and to kill and to destroy. His desire is to take you down is to mess you up and take you down. He is out to hurt God, and the way that he hurts God is by attacking those that God has made in his image. That's you and me. The the devil doesn't care about animals, trees, birds, and bugs. He wants your soul. He wants to take you and me down with him. This... This darkness is the darkness that John is talking about. This living in the dark compared to walking in the light. God's laws are all around us, right? They're all around us. God has established his laws there in place, his natural laws of God that we see in the universe and in the creation, right? The elements, Gravity, the law of gravity, we see the seasons, everything reproduces after its own kind, right? Trees and plants and animals and people, male and female, he made them. And that's how it's designed to be. And when we decide we're going to do it differently, we mess things up, we screw it all up. Male and female, all kinds of things, animals, people, made to reproduce, and so, if the two cannot reproduce, it is not what God intended. It's not that difficult. It's actually pretty simple. But but the world tries so desperately to just throw away the truths and the norms of God. But there are natural laws in place that show us God. There are also natural laws written on our heart, right? The sense of oughtness, the sense of rightness that we know what's right and wrong. At least we should know in some way. But we're so far messed up by the world and the sin of the world and and the confusion of this planet that we don't even have that sense of ought that we should have. But God has put that in our hearts. We know how we should treat people. We know what we should do. And then the written law of God, right? The word of God that we have, that we can read his word and study his word and understand his heart and his mind. And here's the thing, if we break his laws, if we break his laws, look, that's on us. That is on us. So so here's the thing. This fellowship that John is talking about that is available, this koinonia that we can have with Jesus and with each other, can only happen in the light. It can only happen if we walk in the light. If we walk in the darkness, it will fail. Koinonia fellowship will not happen, not with God and not with each other. It will fail. It will fall apart. The light of God is going to destroy all darkness, including including those who walk in the darkness. This is the seriousness of what John is trying to get across to us. Someone once wrote, darkness is an unsocial condition. People who walk in the dark tend to do that alone. The devil wants to separate, keep people apart. And that's where in the darkness, he's able to thrive. But the darkness is a lonely place to be, the darkness. but When we walk in the light, coming up, the roller coaster ride's about to come back up. When we walk in the light, in the koinonia of the body of Jesus, there's unity and there's growth and there's maturity and there's healthy fellowship in this fellowship with Jesus and in this fellowship with one another. And what John is trying to get us to see and, and do is this. He's trying to get us to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves, Because the wreck of, of the soul is the worst wreck of all. Because it ends in eternal punishment. Verse 7, he says, But if we walk in the light... As he is in the light. Okay, we're going to stop right there. Right? But if. Two words. We're going to camp out there for a second. But if. He says, but, but if. Like, there's all this darkness going on. And if you're in that darkness, it's not going to be pretty. But if. But if. it's such a good but if right there. But if. And here, what we have in but if is this. we have We have an option. And we have a possibility. Like, you can go that way, but if you want to go this way, if you want to choose God, you can walk in the dark and follow the ways of the world if you want. But if you want to walk, we have this beautiful option and this wonderful possibility that there are really two roads that you can choose in life, right? You can walk in the darkness or you can walk in the light. You get to choose this. This is the decision of your free will you get to choose by your discipline, by your will, by your goals in life, by what you think is most important you you also stand before God and give an account for what you chose. He says, but if we walk in the light as he is as he is in the light so so where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? Jesus is, The light Jesus is the light. Remember, this is where you will find Jesus. You're you're not going to find Jesus living in the darkness. Do you see what John's trying to say? If you walk in Jesus, you are walking in the light, but if you're walking in the darkness, you are not going to find Jesus there because He is the light. And if you choose to walk in the darkness, don't expect God, to be there. You're not going to find him. You're not going to find him living in the darkness. Yes, God will reach into the darkness and he will rescue lost sheep from the darkness, but God does not dwell in the darkness and neither should you and me. He says, walk. If we walk, walk. This is, this is like not just dabble. He's saying you don't just dabble in the light. It means to dwell, this word walk. It means to dwell. It means to live there. It means to build your life. It means to build your home there. It's a constant of living in the light. This constant of living in the light. But if we walk in the light as he is, in, as he is dwelling in the light of God, it's not a Sunday visit to the light. It's a lifestyle in the light, 24-7, all in or all out. That's what John's trying to get them to understand. But don't say you're a believer and then go do the things of darkness. Don't do that. You're not fooling anyone. You're lying to yourself. So think with me for a minute as we get ready to kind of bring this thing down. Think with me, all the things in your life that you do, you know, all the things that are a part of, that make up your life, well, what are they? They're work and travel and play, and marriage and kids and housework and community, right? Sports, TV shows, music, grocery shopping, sleep, fitness, business, All of your coming and all of your going, that's what makes up your life. That's what makes up your life. All of your doings in the world. The Bible refers to this as moving through time. You and I on the planet, our lives here on earth, we are moving through time. Eternity is not time. There's no time in eternity. Our watches are only for life here on the earth. Time is just what we're living in right now. Right? In the beginning, God created the days and the months and the years and the seasons to mark out time. Seasons, years. Jesus says, as long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. In John 9, as long as it is day. Proverbs 90 says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Time. Time, One tick and then another tick and then another tick and one day time will come to an end. That last grain of sand will fall and it will be over and we will stop moving through time and we will enter into what is called eternity, either into eternal life or into eternal death. Because just like right now, there are only two ways to live in the dark or in the light. In eternity, there are only two places that you and I will end up in eternal heaven or eternal hell. That's it. There's no other place. Walking in the light. Walking in the light is living in Jesus as we move through That's what he means by walking in the light. That we are walking in the light on this earth as we move through time, putting the priority of God above everything else on this planet that we do, because we know that when we leave time, we will be thrust into the eternal realm, and our toys and our trinkets will burn up, and we will stand at the judgment seat of God. It is appointed man once to die and then to face the judgment. And if we walk in the light, if we do that, if we move through time in Jesus, walking in the light, the priority of Jesus, then he says, two really, really big things are true. Two really big things are true if we will live in the light of Christ. And we're going to get to those next week next week. But let me share this in closing with you. There's a lot of great rescues right out there in the world. A lot of great rescues that we see. Let me show you one. Here's one. Must be Alaska, right? Moose. Moose in the ice, man trying to rescue this moose from the frigid water, lest it drowned. There's a lot of great rescues in life. Sometimes we get to see them, we hear about them, we read about them, we, we we catch them. But let me remind you of another great rescue, okay? So God so loved the world that he sent his son, Jesus, right, to this world. Jesus came to this, he let go of heaven and he came to this world. He let go of everything that he had in heaven and he was all in For you all the way from heaven to the cross, Jesus was all in for you. And there is only one place that you and I can be that is going to be pleasing to the Father. There's only one place and that is all in with him. To be all in with the one who is all in with you. There's no other place to be, not half in, not part in, not 99% in, but all in with Jesus, totally sold out for Jesus and in him. That's it. All in with him. He came on the greatest rescue for you so that you would have eternal life in him. And there's only one place that God would want you to be. And that's all in with him. And if that's something that you have never done, you've never given your life completely to Jesus, please send me a note. I would love to talk to you about what that looks like. If you're not all in, let's talk about being all in. Give me a call. God bless you. Have an amazing week. and We'll see you next week, and we'll pick up right where we left off. God bless you guys. See ya.